Hello and welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm very good. How are you going, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just walking around the festival, got my tags <laughs> on, you know, paying $13 for a beer. I mean, we put the festival together. I don't think we're paying for beer. No, we better not be. <laughs> Although we are, we are raking that cash in. You know, <laughs> gotta gotta pay for these bands somehow. Because I dare so, say they they aren't gonna be cheap. Some of the no. artists we've chosen, but you no. know, we're just putting on the best damn show possible. I think that was one of the always the biggest pain in the ass asses of like going to those shows was um the cost of drinks and so you know that's when. I certainly did some pre-drinking. I don't know about yourself. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it was always hard because I always wanted to be there at, like, gates. Yeah. So you kind of have to start drinking stupidly early. Yeah. But I, um, still, I, still distinctly, I still distinctly remember waiting at the gates. Um, uh, I want to say it was 2006, 7-ish. Um, waiting at the gate for it to open. And then uh, I think it was me, Dooley, and Jim. I can't remember if you were there or not. And then just bolting to the main stage as soon as the gate opened because uh, Friends of Ron were playing as one of the first uh, first step bands. Yeah, I'd done the exact same thing, but I didn't do it with you. I think I ended up meeting you there. But uh, yeah, me and my friend Russell done that. <laughs> just sprinted straight to the main stage to see uh friends of rom <laughs> it's good yeah. yeah as always mm. but uh not too sure about you but uh friends of rom haven't appeared on this uh stage for anyone uh well that i'm aware of just spoiler alert uh but today we're looking at the green stage so the green yeah. stage is generally you know your some of your next tier uh, artists from, you know, can still be local, um, but they get some international acts appear on this stage. Um, but yeah, the Greece stage was generally had some interesting little options. I think Peaches headlined at one year, which is yeah, kind of I'm fun and mistaken, different. I think that's where Phantomass played, Butterfly Effect. Yep. Uh, um, Foles. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a it's a weird mix of a stage. Um you get some big up and comers going on that stage as well. Then you get some, you know, legends like Phantomass who wouldn't be able to play a main stage because they're not <laughs> no. the, the crowd wouldn't appreciate that. But you know, they were big enough that they did they headline that stage that year? They would have had to. Have uh close. yes, I believe so. Yeah, uh, so. Fear, Fear Factory headlined at one year. So yeah, it's a pretty, pretty big mix of bands. And yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So last week you kicked it off. So in turn, this week I will kick it off. Okay. Um, and and I am kicking it off with uh, 
uh, just to refresh your memory uh, and for those who missed the first episode, first episode we did the local produce stage uh, where we had um, uh, Last Days of Cali, Smoke No Fire, Stab uh, Jack Vool, Stab Through and the Knifey Wifeys, Hidden in a Tent and Tony Foncho as our stage. Um, the process is we are coming together with two bands each that we both are aware of and then pre- presenting our headliners and then having a discussion, discussion, uh, if you will, over who should headline and then, yeah, trying to work out the order as well. So kick it off with Sleep Make Waves, um, the Australian post-rock band uh, from Sydney. Um Kind of chose them not just because they're brilliant at what they do, mm-hmm. um, but I think they again need a little bit of a. You know they have the experience in touring. Uh, they have toured internationally with Cog. Uh, they've toured inter- uh, nationally with Carnival. They are touring with both Cog and Carnival um in the festival that has been that we have pressured into coming to Adelaide. <laughs> um an amazing band, wonderful sound, uh predominantly instrumental, but they do have a few tracks that um do contra- contain vocals, some calm they do actually have some quite calm, soothing music. Uh but then they have some more heavier tracks um such as to you, they are birds. To me, they are voices in the forest and Great Northern. Um, they also do have some international recognition. So I was doing a little bit of research before uh, we hopped on and uh, ran off of one of the EPs, one of the, the EP in today, Already Walks Tomorrow. They had a track called um, One Day You Will Teach Me to Let Go of My Fears. And somebody actually put that on a Twilight movie fan video on YouTube and it hit, you know, over 200,000 views in a couple of days. And so they did actually have some worldwide attention. So Sleep Makes Waves, brilliant musicians, awesome sound. I don't know if you've heard their cover of Children um, that they did for like a version, but that bloody well kicks ass. Yeah, and I just feel that they are a great start to a well, yeah, they're a good act to feature because bigger than your locals, but again, and then they do have some more diverse crowd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on. I'm a big fan of Saint Max Waves. Great band. Mm-hmm. Um, great bunch of guys as well. I'm lucky enough to have uh, our band support them. Yeah, I, they're a great band. They've got, like you said, international recognition. They tour mm. Europe all the time by themselves. Um, yeah, great, great band. It's interesting that we've <laughs> we're two stages and we've got an instrumental band on each. I don't remember yeah. Big Day Out doing that. but um, Well, in my head, I also was thinking back to 2008 when I saw Battles. Play uh, and they played on the main stage battles. Mm. Um, so battles are an American experimental band, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a lot of singing involved in their tracks, 
generally if it is it's an outside source um but they managed to still capture i think it's always one of the hardest things for instrumental bands is how do you keep the attention of your audience when there's no singing for people to sing along to and battles nailed it back then i was like captivated for the entire time that i'm watching it and we know sleep make waves have got the clout to do it so i reckon they could kick it off on a uh, uh with a great start yeah yeah totally so um mm-hmm. i'm going to give a local band uh a shot um we've spoken about them a lot before so it'll be pretty quick and that is life pilot um they hardcore mayhem core i'm going to call it um <laughs> Uh, I think that on a bigger stage will just be insane. I reckon it'd be brilliant. Um, you know, they've had some big supports before. They've actually opened Soundwave. They were the Triple J contest winners for that Soundwave. That was, I think, the 10-year anniversary one, like the real big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they've played big stages before. But, um, yeah, I think Live Pilot playing a green stage would just rip <laughs> so so um yeah, yeah. Life so the, pilot. i've only seen them at the froth and fury uh event that we have mentioned previously and that wasn't you know a particularly large stage and they well i think if they'd had their way they would have damn near destroyed it if you're trying to try, if you haven't heard of Life Pilot and you're trying to imagine like the chaos on stage, the only one I can really think of is kind of Dillinger esque. Yeah. Um, in the fact that it's very frenetic, but it's almost a controlled chaos. Um, the and musically, they are some incredibly talented dudes. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Uh, like I remember being, you know, being a bass player, blown away by the bassist, not just with his technique, but then like also his screaming and all that. Um, but yeah, it's a great choice, Life Pilot. I think, yeah, putting them on a stage with, as we'll get into it, some bigger artists, I think, again, get there's going to get some exposure for it. You know, we've, we've organized some amazing TV deal that, you know, we're going to record all this and then, this is going to air a few days later on a major streaming service or network somewhere. And so they're going to be listed on the same bill as some bigger artists. And I'm like, yeah, life pilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely deserving. Um, my next one staying in the Australian realm. Um, I've gone with Ruby fields. Um, yeah. So a Sydney-based singer-songwriter. Did you know she was started busking when she was like thirteen? And, I did not. And like, actually, like learned how to build guitars and all that sort of shit from an early age. And like, wow, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, so most well known probably to a lot of you for her single uh, "Dinosaurs." Um, was the number nine in the 2019 Triple J uh, Hottest 100. Uh, last year released her debut album and been doing it for a bit. So, you know, you 
you think also from a promotional standpoint, here we are. We've released an album last year. Now we're touring it. Um, she creates some absolutely stunning music. Her voice is awesome. Um, not quite as, this is going to sound mean, but not quite as ochre-ish as Courtney Barnett. Because I think Courtney Barnett has that little bit of an Australian twang to her singing. Um, Ruby Fields has a little bit more of just a beautiful song voice, singing voice, I guess. Um, but musically, her sound is that very indie, uh, but has a little bit of a touch of like slightly rock feel to a lot of the tracks as well. Mm-hmm. Um so she can generate like a really nice big sound, which I think would uh, draw in a lot of uh, extra people. And I think the people who are kind of thinking, oh, it's just a singer-songwriter getting up there, kind of being an indie star, not really putting on a performance. I think her when you actually listen to her music, I think you you could draw in extra people who are walking past going, oh, what's that? That's a little bit different. Let's go check it out. And there she is on stage. Absolutely killing it. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a cool choice. I think she's actually meant to be touring in Adelaide later in September, so I might go check that out. Cool. Well, continuing on, I guess, the kind of singer-songwriting uh, line, uh, I've gone for Orville Peck. For those who don't know who Orville Peck is, um, I'm going to read his bio from his Spotify because it does a better job than I could. Uh, combining the lulling ambience of shoegaze with the iconic melodies and vocal prowess of classic American outlaw country music, Orville Peck croons about love and loss from the badlands of North America. The resulting sound takes the listener down dusty rose-coloured desert highways through a world where worn-out gamblers, road dogs and lovesick hustlers drift in and out of his masked gaze. It's really cool. It the way I kind of picture it is um, it's essentially like a modern Roy Orbison sound. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dropped a new album this year called Bronco, which is really good. Um, you know, he's starting to make waves worldwide. So, you know, this festival would be probably a good introduction for him into Australia. And I think that was one of the key things about Big Day Out was it was good at picking the next big things or the next cool artist. Um, yeah. And for me, this is kind of one of those picks. Um he might not become the most popular thing in Australia, but I think like he's definitely a cool character and he's definitely got something about him that, um, you know, I think people will be drawn to. I've seen a couple of clips. Like I believe he played Coachella. Yeah. It was Coachella he played this year. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's just cool. It's just, that's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. It's just cool. Um, yeah. So I think him playing on the green stage, uh, would suit him and would probably yep. suit, you know, where he's at in Australia at this point in time. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I've gone Orville Peck. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know really any of his work. So it, it would be a case of, you know, just envisioning it. Uh, you and me, like, imagine like this is, we're, we're not running it. We're just um, fans of music. We're just going as patrons paying you know, a reasonable price for a reasonable price for our ticket. Um, and this would be a case of, you know, when you're with some friends and one of you goes, Oh, I really like Orville Peck. Uh, we should go check him out. I, you know, it's a 
one of the best ways to introduce people to them. And yeah, I could definitely see that being one of those artists um, where, you know, you, you go along with a friend to check it out and walk away going, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I, that's kind of what I'm, I'm banking on. <laughs> yeah. Banking on well, that, some of the cool kids to know who he is and then drag their friends along and then everyone kind of go, Oh shit. He's <laughs> pretty cool. Well, that's kind of how it happened for me for childish Gambino. Yeah. I, I didn't know who Gambino was and I was hanging out with a friend and we, she's like, Oh, I really want to go see Charles Gambino. She's like, have you seen community? I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't mind community. She's like, well, it's Donald Glover's bear uh, as a rapper. I was like, Oh, Oh, all right. Well, I'll go check that out. And then, yeah, then he comes on and just fucking destroys it. And I was like, well, this is brilliant. And that's kind of one of those things where you like a friend recommend you to it and now can actually say, Here's this band I was talking about. Here's that person. Let's go yeah. have a look. So there are four to start with. So we've got Sleep Make Waves, Life Pilot, uh, Ruby Fields, and Orville Peck. What about the order there? I kind of like, I, and I mean this is no disrespect, but I kind of want, I, I kind of like the idea of Life Pilot opening the stage just purely because they are full of energy and that's going to i reckon get people around it from an early from an early point of the state of early point of the day it's a loud really fun sound people are going to go walk over to that stage yeah yeah look that's that's probably fair um they probably they're probably going to be one of those acts where they have to try and pull a crowd instead of banking on people going Yep. So that's that's probably fair. I don't mind actually Life Pilot, Sleep, Ruby Fields, and Orville. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I think that's fairly fair. I think that's a and that's a nice flow. Like it starts off kind of chaotic. We kind of mellow out of the chaos with a little bit of heavier stuff, kind of bring things into like a really kind of start to move into a little bit of poppiness. Mm-hmm indiness and then to orville with his roy orbison ways um yeah yeah, yeah i think that i think works. that i think that, i think that's a nice flow yeah I'll, i'm gonna go with you on that all right sweet cool now now our our headliners okay. uh so we did how we did it last time was we both say who we have chosen and then we kind of make a uh, and then we kind of make a case for it and then we work out what's going to be the best for not just the uh, not just this stage but for like the I guess the flow of the flow of the day I will say it first I have chosen glass animals okay I have chosen Greg Pusciato <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised by that one. <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised. I'm bringing, I'm bringing Greg over. Um, yeah, he hasn't come here as a solo act because it's been COVID the whole time. Um, he's releasing an album soon, so it, it would be perfect timing for him to come in January mm-hmm. if we're all holding it at the same time as Big Day Out was. Yeah. Um, is absolutely loved here in Australia. Whether it's Dillinger, Black Queen, or Killer Be Killed, he's brought all his acts here and. You know, 
he's always had an audience. They all love him. I think he, he's definitely big enough to headline a stage like this and he's big enough as a solo artist to do it himself. And <sighs> kind of like Life Pilot, he would tear the fucking roof off the stage and it would be very hard to follow. <laughs> so I could yeah. only see him as a headliner. So, yeah, I mean, that that's who I've gone for. I think Greg freaking a solo, his solo act over as for a festival, I think would be perfect for him. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's fair. I can, I understand where you're coming from and yeah, I have more points that would back you up, but I kind of want to make the argument for my guy first before yeah. I back up your, before I back up your statement. <laughs> okay, go for it. So Glass Animals, the English indie rock band, uh, former Triple J Hottest 100 winner back in 2020, has quite a large following internationally as well, as well as Australia. They've played at Glastonbury. They've toured around Australia. They know how to put on a show. Uh, their songs like Heatwave, Tangerine, their cover of Love Lockdown, the Kanye West song, is fucking sick. It's a slight change of pace from what we've seen uh what we've got a little well now that you mentioned Orville Peck maybe not so much but um they are kind of one of those bands that are really loved by a different type of crowd that we have uh, we've encountered so far um and I seen a little bit of footage of their live shows and it's going to be a visual masterpiece so and, you know, I'm envisioning with a lot of their lighting display that it would work best at night. Now, so, the argument... The, I was going to say, on. I just looked up Glass Animals because I couldn't remember what song they sung and obviously it was mm-hmm. Heat Waves. Um, yeah. And I just kind of scrolling through their Spotify. They're the 49th most listened to artist in the world. That's so my question. Big. That's huge. So my question is, A, is the green stage big enough for them? Mm. and B, you can't then really put Greg Pusciato after them. No. They're, the, the they, argument they, they're going make... to have fucking fun trying to follow Greg Pusciato, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's up to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's their problem. Um, the argument I would have made for Greg and closing would have been almost a nice cap on the day with Life Pilot opening and Greg closing. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm also banking on the fact that, yeah, they, they do have a huge following. And you give them, you know, a nice hour and 10, 15 minute set, whatever. I'm just making up numbers now. Mm-hmm. But like to close off the end of a day, like you can start to draw in a different crowd. Or like there'll be people that will go along just to watch class animals. Yeah. And, you know, if we're trying to envision where this is situated in um, uh, at the showgrounds, because you think that the boiler uh, boiler room or the rooms that where you will discuss in a later episode will be in inside. Or do you not put the wall room inside? 
Yeah, I'd put the boiler room inside. Okay, so that goes when inside. it was at its best. So you remember when they moved it outside? So it was at that green state. Uh, so it was right near the, like the gates near Rose Terrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could put the green stage there mm. and still have enough space for the crowd you're going to get to watch it there. Yeah. 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 Well, look, I reckon we put glass animals as the headliners because mm-hmm. they're, they're clearly more popular. Um, you know, they want Triple J Hottest 100, so they're going to have a massive crowd. Yeah. Um, and I don't want and I'm not trying to take anything away from Greg. Oh no no you no! Know. I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to be them trying to follow him, but I <laughs> definitely deserve the the slot. I believe. Yeah, and I think because we're like occasionally, I think of things like a business standpoint, and like I'm gonna get in a crowd, and like I think there'll be, I think they'll, I've, uh, they're going to generate. You know, that crowd's going to generate some business for us, you know, because they're all going to get on their uh, gin and tonics, vodka drinks, you know, um, <laughs> and be a little bit rabid by the end of the uh, by the end of the day. So I think Glass Animals would put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Um, That's and- good. I think it's a good mix, that stage. I think we've kind of captured a good mix. Yeah, it, and that's kind of what the green stage was about. Like some of them are. Sometimes you had a big name headline, um, and and which helps because like you think back to, oh, uh, trying to think of the year there was there was a year where, well, there've been instances where the headline act. Like on the main stage, wasn't necessarily the biggest one because there was something like in the boiler room or somewhere else, which you would determine like would be the bigger act, quote unquote. Mm. Um, so I think that kind of gives more options to people, which I think is what you want with these festivals. That was the reason we loved um, Big Day Out was there were so many options, and I think that uh, this um, this stage, the way we've laid it out. Uh, is a nice mix for the day. Mm, yeah, yeah, I like it. Good right. stage. Yeah. So to recap, we have Life Pilot opening up, Sleepmate Waves, Ruby Fields, Orville Peck, Greg Pichato, and Glass Animals mm. as our main headliner. That's a fun stage. I would absolutely go check that out. Yeah, it's definitely a fun stage. Ah, I like it. It's a good mix. Good mix. Massive range of <laughs> sonic output will be coming from that stage. But no, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the way this festival's shaping up. Yeah, we're we're, we're doing okay. We're doing we okay. We're and plus, doing okay. plus think about it. You wanted to get Life Pilot a bigger stage. What's bigger than getting like the 49th most listened to artist on Spotify as your headline on that stage? And yeah. you're 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 tied in with that. I think they would be licking their lips at playing that stage. uh excellent so that is our green stage so two stages down yeah uh yeah two to go two two big Uh, stages really because i'm treating boiler room like it was when we first started going to the big day outs yeah i'm treating it as like that whole pavilion 
big fucking yep. stage. And there's going to be some, you know, this is where the, you know, we haven't really touched rap or EDM music yet, but yep. Jack Vol, um, yep. you know, that's when all these, some of these artists are going to be getting a run. Yeah. And then, yeah. then we have the main stage, which that's going to be, uh, going to be an interesting one. It is. It is. It is. Excellent. Cool. So let us know what you think. Who would you have liked to have seen on the green stage? Are you going to visit any of these stages? You know, yeah, I'm sure you will because it's going to be an amazing festival. Get your money's worth. Yeah. Um, but you can let us know what you think by contacting us at facebook.com slash altar of noise. You can check out Simon's band, which still hasn't featured yet. Uh, at, <laughs> Told you, at main stage. <laughs> Facebook.com slash the unset. And you can check me out streaming at twitch.tv slash mad dog Uh That'll do it for this episode. We have two more to come in the festival series, which I'm sure everyone is looking forward to. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, stay safe and we will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.